Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. 39 after 4, that is your time, my family here on Spectrum. It is Radio Pulpit, in case you have just joined us. Great and exciting conversation, uh, but also answering the question uh, this afternoon, where were you in 2009? Uh, we kick-started our time uh, here on the program with a great sound of music. We will worship, uh, why we worship rather, Louis Brits, and that was a 2009 sound. And the question is where were you in 2009? Here's Salem J coming through to say that listen, in 2009 I was in Hoodspray. Hoodspray, my family, is an incredible, ah, it's a beautiful place, beautiful beautiful place. Uh, amazing, amazing route uh, to Woodsprout as well. If you want to take a uh, solitude drive or family drive, beautiful, beautiful uh, South African sites out in Mpumalanga. And so Shalom J says that um, in that year, I was expecting uh, my youngest arrival. Okay, girl. So you want to know from you, my family, where were you in 2009? What were you doing in 2009? Now, talking about Mpumalanga, we catch up this afternoon uh, with the Police Directorate uh, for Priority Crimes Investigations out in Mpumalanga. And uh, this is when Tlantlama Tebula, aged 40, was convicted and sentenced by the White River Magistrate Court on Wednesday, the 11th of October for corruption. The sentence followed after information was received and investigation conducted by the Hawks Middleburg-based uh, Serious Corruption Investigation, a Home Affairs if official was involved in, co- in fraud and corruption by processing fraudulent passports for foreign nationals using South African citizens' identity documents. By so doing, he was receiving gratification from a foreign national who was receiving a fraudulent passport um, or rather receiving the fraudulent passports processed by Matebula. Now, this is government in collusion with criminals. So that's the story that's coming up. And we have absolute pleasure uh, in welcoming here on the program and on the line, uh, Captain Dinewo Lucy Sehotodi. Captain Dinewo is uh, the Section Commander for Corporate Communication, a Directorate for Priority Crime Investigation in Pumalanga. She's standing by on the line. You're at 657 AM, radio caring, 24 hours a day. Captain, thank you so much for having given us your time this afternoon. We absolutely appreciate it. Good afternoon and welcome. Good evening and thanks too for having me. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Ma'am, let's come to this case. Uh, first of all, congratulations uh, to the Directorate for Priority Crime Investigation uh, in the province in Bumalanga. Congratulations to you and your team. Uh, we certainly love to see uh, convictions and crime being brought to the fore. Now, let's get straight into the matter. Give us the background. Uh, what happened here, you know, uh, to, to get us to this point? Thank you very much. You know, as the special investigators, information, any information that we receive from the public, uh, from any other resources, we follow it until we get the root or the truth of the matter. Then we start by opening an inquiry. When we get information, then we open a case where we can link the suspect, we arrest them. On this case, there were these uh, foreign nationals, mm who it was happened that when they were crossing a border somewhere, mm. uh, it was discovered that they were having a passport, mm. Uh, mm. which mm. is having their photo, but the identity, it was not uh, for them. 
you know, when you are talking about Sokoto, it's another surname. I can say it's a, a steady surname. If mm. a white person mm. uh, or a male or a female on that photo, it will become suspicious to the person who is doing the, the passport or the document. So mm. they called our office upon our investigation is where we find that this thing was fraudulent. Then when we were doing the investigation, it's whereby this suspect, we started by uh, apprehending these foreign nationals. First, mm. we investigated their case. They were sentenced. Then uh, that information linked the, to the person from within the department who facilitated all this process until they get those fraudulent passports. So, Captain, if I'm hearing you correctly, uh, this 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 uh, this arrest was basically um, one of those situations where uh, the uh, I beg your pardon, one of those situations where the suspect at the time was apprehended during a search uh, sort of process at the border. Is this this a border control matter? Yes, it's border control matter who suspected and phoned our office for further investigation is then that the suspect were linked. Mm-hmm. Let's just stay on the issue of border control. So in the case, uh, uh, Captain, where, uh, let's say, for example, for whatever reason, you know, uh, these fraudulent passports are not necessarily uh, 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 apprehended and there's no red uh, sirens or alarms, you know, uh, that ring when our officers look at fraudulent passports. What then happens when these suspects walk into the country or out of the country with fraudulent passports? What are the implications there? There is a lot of implication. Remember, firstly, the passport must be authorized and there involves a payment mm. when you apply the, the, the passport. Mm-hmm. It's also funds. If you just get the fraudulent uh, passport where you can just cross the border through uh, maybe the, the, the borderline without going uh, through the, 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 the port of entry. Mm. It has got a lot of implication uh, towards the system because when you are in that other country, you are not known. There is no way that you can be counted. Where are you from? Which border have you entered? Because at the border, they will be knowing that on this day, so many South Africans cross to Mozambique or Zimbabwe, and when is their return? You know, all those that is, that is information that is received, there. it's saving both countries. But if people that just crossing without uh, those records, it has got a bad implication or a, a huge uh, threat to the country. Mm. Just out of interest, Captain, uh, these foreign nationals, which country exactly are we looking at here? These uh, uh, foreign nationals are Bangladesh and uh, Pakistan. Mm. Coming into the country or uh, exiting? Uh, they were they were about uh, exit because they've just got those passports. They wanted to to exit to their own country so that maybe they can come back. It's when they were apprehended. Sure. Wow. That's a that's absolutely amazing. And just out of interest, what then happened to uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 ones that were apprehended with the actual passport? Before we come back to Nkanta. Yeah, these ones. 
uh, remember, when they were sentenced, it was also indicated somewhere that they have to be deported to their own uh, mm. country, right? So that they can, yeah, they can uh, be removed from the the country because they won't be counted as the the illegal, I mean, legal citizen of mm. South Africa because they don't have documentation. Sure, that's 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 a very interesting twist for me. So then, when they are apprehended, what then happens is that they deported to their respective countries, where I suppose then the South African uh, Crimes Unit would then follow up with the with the uh, cr- crime authorities on their country to ensure that they at least stand trial one way or another. Yes. Come again. So, so what I'm trying to establish, Captain, is what then happens after they are deported? Do they get to their countries and stand trial, or do they get to their countries and life goes on? Uh, in fact, what usually we do, if they were, they, remember, since we arrested them, they remain in custody. Uh-huh. They were never given bail mm-hmm. until they were uh, convicted and sentenced. Right. When they are deported, they were deported after their case was finalized, but they wouldn't be released to go to their country until they finish their, 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 their fines. That's they, have to, to, they have to pay 40000 They have to pay before they can be deported. Mm. Otherwise, we'll keep them in our That is really amazing. So let's come back then to uh, to the to the accused, Mr. Matebula. Now, Mr. Matebula was sentenced as follows: Count one uh, to twelve, which is corruption. He was sentenced to ten years direct imprisonment, no option to pay a fine there. Count thirteen to twenty-four, contravention of section forty-nine of the Immigration Act. He was sentenced to three years direct imprisonment in terms of section two hundred two eighty. Uh, two of the Criminal Procedure Act. Captain, I've just read like very serious uh, 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 um, uh, legal sort of utterances there. Maybe you get it. Of course you get it because you're the authority. I don't get it. Can you please explain what does that mean? What does that sentence actually entail? Sorry, I was just saying a disturbing I'm sort of Maybe you can repeat the question for me. No, simply what what do the what do the charges uh, mean? If you can just take us through the charges and what exactly do those charges mean? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, simply, corruption as a government uh, employee. Remember, soliciting uh, gratification or demanding uh, money it emanates to corruption. So what Matewila did. Hmm. He was approached by the foreign national. They came straight to him. Hmm. They said, you know what, we can give you uh, money if you can assist us on this regard. Hmm. What they did, there were other people also who were a victim from South Africa who went around to look for the victims that can be brought to Matebula for that uh, exercise of posting their photos being taken, mm, mm, I mean, mm, their identity mm, being mm, taken mm, after mm, the, mm. the suspect posts and uh, they take their identity and capture on the system. They were paid 500 rand, if I remember uh, previously, those people just to come and sit there. So as the government uh, employee, Matilda was on corruption because whatever I was doing of uh, soliciting gratification, from foreign nationals to do such a uh, thing, it was corruption. Hence, he was sentenced 
specifically for taking the money. Mm-hmm. Captain, when you when you as a directorate sit down, I'm sure you have a, a debrief, right, after the sentencing, the conviction of, of any uh, uh, suspect, right? So when you sit down and read through the elements of this particular case, what exactly, man, is the real reason why South Africans have become so susceptible to be used in criminal activities in this manner? You know... I can say uh, greediness. I cannot say, but I can say, let me say, people, they want uh, something that uh, money. In fact, let me just take to that point. Some of them, they are greedy. Mm. These guys are working, but they are not satisfied about the little that the government is offering them. Hence, they need extra money uh, uh, by doing this fraud, corruption, Soliciting bribe, taking extra churches, uh, that is uh, what is effect, uh, had a, a big impact towards the organization. Mm-hmm. And tell me, Captain, so now uh, uh, Mr. Matebula has now been sentenced uh, and, of course, is going to begin or has begun serving his sentence, um, I understand. So then um, in this particular case, is uh, parole and all of that um, also available as an option to the uh, to the incarcerated? Uh, remember, firstly, uh, during uh, the trial, mm. his own department dismissed him from the system. Okay. He was dismissed from the system. They waited for criminal charges. Hence, he was convicted and sentenced. Mm-hmm. I don't think the parola as a government employee will be an uh, option to him. Remember, parola also, there are some conditions. Right. That, okay, not every person this is very interesting captain you know for me i could sit and ask you all sorts of elementary questions around the treatment of crime the reasons why these crimes happen i don't know if perhaps the family would like to ask questions my family we are in conversation uh this afternoon uh with uh, uh captain sihot I beg your pardon, who's joining us from the Directorate for Primary Crime Investigation in Pumalanga. She is the Section Commander for Corporate Communication. And this afternoon, she's breaking down uh, this very interesting case for me where a former government employee was apprehended, investigated, um, uh, he was incarcerated, uh, trialed, and uh, recently uh, found guilty, convicted, and sentenced. Kanena uh, Captain, uh, the totality of his years is what, 13? Yes. Or, yes. or is it 10 and 3 uh, concurrently? It's 10. The other uh, 3. They have to run concurrently with this 10. It means that he will just save 10 years direct imprisonment. Right. Because right. Uh, out of the 13, they just cut the other three to be running together. Right. And, and, and in our system, 10 years is actually five. Yeah, if he has to get parole, oh. it can be five. But in this matter, as I said, uh, also the circumstances around. Uh, application on parole. Mm. It will also be viewed by the the judging uh, 
uh, institution, whether he qualifies for parole mm. or what. I don't think this uh, type of people, they deserve parole. Remember, there are other people that can have life now. Mm. Their identity are taken by someone else. They cannot get anything funds from the government, they cannot get any assistance from the government. It means that it's like if that person is dead. So how do you release a person who killed someone? Oh, wow, that's amazing, Captain. Captain, what happens to those whose identities uh, were were interfered with? I beg your pardon? What happens now to those whose identities were stolen? Uh, I was just talking to uh, officials from Home when I, I visited there, just to want to check, in fact, what are they doing to assist these victims in many cases that they are facing, like those who find that a person steal his or her identity and go and do fraudulent effects. There is a process of deregistering, uh, but it takes time. Some of them, they will need a con. Uh, a confirmation, it will need a lot of processes to be mm, taken. Mm, mm, Remember, mm, some mm, of them, mm, they are mm. just street kids, street people on the street. They don't have anyone to can uh, talk on their Solo, behalf. Uh, They'll just stay there without identity. Wow, Captain, isn't this amazing? But now, wow, I mean, wow, we absolutely must speak to the Department of Home Affairs then because it means then that people who are uh, uh, who are victims of this sort of crime, y- you know, it means, if I'm hearing you correctly, it means the government also, the government's hands are tied. These people can't have their identities restored immediately. Hello, can... Uh... I beg your pardon. Yes. I'm just having a little bit problem with network. So it means that uh, those whose identities have been stolen, it means they basically, the government's hands are tied, if I'm hearing you correctly. It means nothing can be done immediately. Yeah, there's nothing that can be done immediately. Uh, because wow. there are some systems, remember, not uh, only one of them. Like, one this one take photos, this one do kill to the last person who will verify the information that is kept the system. So it's Sure, we're definitely having a network uh, 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 interference there, Captain. But uh, look, we've got the gist of the matter. Now, let me see if I can get through the last question. Uh, for somebody listening this afternoon that definitely has a case that they would like to whistle blow, that they would like to report, um, you know, where do they report, Captain? And what is the guarantee for their safety? Just earlier on today, we were reading a story uh, in our news bulletin at four o'clock. Actually, we were reading about the fact that whistleblower you know, uh, 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 under um, uh, they are vulnerable in this country. When you report a crime, there's no guarantee uh, that you will uh, be protected. So where do people go and what is the guarantee of their safety if they have a report that they would like to submit? Thank you very much, Nim, uh, for, for such question. Uh, we as Hawks, we vow, even on our statement, Somewhere, somehow, we do uh, confirm to, to promise the public that information received will be treated with confidentiality. Mm. Hence, sometimes we are able to give them info, I mean, our contact numbers.
you have my contact number. Everybody have their con- our contact numbers mm. where they can just report straight to us. Then we'll take the matter to the relevant need, which is dealing exactly with the complainant according to our mandate. Remember, we've got organized crime, commercial crime, and corruption units who are dealing with different uh, complaints. Mm. So if a person phones us, we are able to channel them to the correct units for further assistance. That is absolutely amazing. And uh, for the purpose then of this conversation, understanding, uh, Captain, that you are joining us from the Mpumalanga Directorate for Special Crimes, uh, where do people contact? Is there, first of all, a contact number for Mpumalanga and a contact number that is central so that, you know, uh, our family who's, who's listening from DR, from Cape Town, from George, uh, if they would like to report something, where can they go? So those two numbers, Mpumalanga and the central one. As long as it's a... Mpumalanga case, even if they can send or they can phone a central one, information will be still uh, escalated to us. Fantastic. Then, what? yeah, even if they can use 08600 one, mm-hmm. which is a national uh, number, uh, maybe they say we want the, uh, to report this case to Mpumalanga, uh, Hawks as anonymous, mm-hmm. still the information will reach us and we'll be able to communicate with those uh, those who want them to be anonymous, they can still use email or those uh, channels to mm-hmm. reach us. We are reachable. Fantastic. Captain, you've been absolutely amazing. Absolutely appreciate your time. Thank you again for the wonderful work that, uh, you know, you continue do, to do as a directorate and uh, certainly for your having been available for this conversation this afternoon. We appreciate you and all the best for the rest of the work. Uh, we really appreciate you for giving us this opportunity. That is Captain Sihotodi, my family. She's Section Commander for Corporate Communication. Uh, uh, that is the Directorate for Priority Crime Investigation. Having uh, apprehended, uh, arrested, uh, tried, uh, convicted, and now sentenced, former Home Affairs employee turned uh, absolute criminal offender, uh, you know, involved in the crime of identity uh, uh, fraud. Uh, absolutely sad times we were living in uh, but we thank god that one by one uh, one criminal at a time it is all the system of criminology is certainly falling down to its knees and we continue to pray that our country be cleansed of these criminal acts it's two minutes after five let's cross over to have a look at the latest in the news we are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope faith and love on 657 AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.